You're listening to Fidem Catholica, the Sunday homilies of Father John Gazzaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. This is the homily from Sunday, February 6, 2022, entitled, Called by Name. Back in the early part of the 20th century, or the middle part especially, people were getting phones in their homes, landlines. And when people would call you, or, they, or you would call them, and they weren't home, or they didn't want to talk to you, it would just ring and ring. It would just keep ringing. Then, in about the mid-80s, towards the end of the 80s, and especially the mid-90s, when you would call someone, and they weren't home, or they didn't want to ca- talk to you, there was usually a machine that picked up You've reached so-and-so residence, leave a message, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. But lately, people don't have landlines, and people just have their phones, but I think even today, and I can speak for myself, people don't answer their phones too much. Partly because most of your phone calls are probably scam calls. I know I don't, but I do call people. I do call people, and it can be a little frustrating, but I understand. But here are the, here's the messages I usually get when I call people. So here's one. The person you are calling is not available at the tone. Please record your message. When you are finished, with, when you, are finished you may hang up or press one for more options. That's like the first one. I think that's the nicest one. Or you get the second one. The customer you have dialed is not available. Please try your call again later. But this one's my favorite. The person you have dialed is not accepting calls at this time. Goodbye. (laughs) Now, today's all the readings, and especially this Sunday, is about God's call. And in the readings especially, it's about the call of Isaiah, the call of Peter. And so we're asked today to talk all about the call to priesthood and religious life. But let me leave that to a side for just a second because it reminds all of us that all families, whether you are married or um, already found your vocation, that all families are set up to be on mission. That our call is to make our homes Catholic, more Christian. And we've been going over a few ways you can do that. More prayer time, more fasting, more silence, more study. Even inviting people to your home to share their faith with them. These are the things, the ways to make your home to be a shining domestic church. But I think we also have to be aware of maybe what what God is asking us not to have. Maybe things that get in the way of us being close to Christ. And I would say for your homework... If you could sit around and maybe talk as a couple, as a family, what is keeping you from being closer to Christ? If there is something, you may, God may be calling you to take something out of your life. If we're listening, I had an experience of this a couple weeks ago. I had tested positive for COVID and I was grounded for a few days. And somebody mentioned, well, you can watch some movies, but my, uh, My TV didn't work the whole time I was grounded. So it was reasonably quiet. 
But it was good because silence can be very cleansing. It can be very prayerful. So I would say, again, maybe God is calling for maybe something to get uh, away from you or out of your house. But either way, God continues to call. The question is, what kind of reception does he get? Does he get, I want more options? Does he get, leave a message? Does he get, uh, I'll talk to you later? Or I'm not receiving calls at this time. One of those will happen, whatever God is calling you. But at this time, I once again like to talk about vocations to priesthood and religious life. Now, about a year ago, we were asked to give our vocation stories. And I'm going to give you a little bit of mine. And then we have actually um, a video to show you. It's about six minutes. It's very well done. But just to give a few highlights of my own and how God works in our lives. Because when he does call us, I would say many times I asked God, can, can I press one for more options? Surely there's something else I can do. At my confirmation in the eighth grade, I specifically remember Bishop Harris, some of you may remember him, Bishop Harris, who confirmed me, at confirmation, he walked around the aisles and said, is there somebody here who will say yes to God in the church? Talked about vocations. And I remember thinking, is he talking to me? And if he's talking to me, I don't want it. Can't you just leave a message? Can I get back to you later? And so I forgot about it for a while. But it came up again. It came up again in college, and some people affirmed me, said you might make a good priest, um, some kids in college. But also, I fell in love with the church. For me, my vocation stories, I fell in love with the church. I, I realized there was such a thing as truth, that Christianity was true. And the fullest expression of that was in the Catholic faith. And I got excited about it. And I wanted to tell other people. So the short story is, in 1999, I applied to go to the seminary. Now, I just gave you a real quick one there. And I'm not going to go through my seven years in the seminary. That's another story. That one I titled, Hotel California, This Could Be Heaven or This Could Be Hell because it was both of those. But I will say, I didn't always get affirmed or encouraged, but sometimes God did give me a little light. So in 1999, I had applied to the seminary. In the summer of 1999, I had a cousin who got married in Chicago. So we went up to Chicago for the wedding. While I was there, my roommate called me and said, hey, John, you just got a letter from the diocese. I said, read it to me, read it to me. And so he read it, saying that I got accepted. So everybody was kind of excited, but we kept it on the down low because it was my cousin's wedding. So after the wedding, my cousin, who married into a very wealthy family, a very wealthy family, this family owned a chain of restaurants, actually uh, all over Chicago. They own a chain, so they're wealthy businessmen. But they came around to our table and they said, hey, we heard you got accepted to the seminary. And I said, yes, I did. And my cousin's new husband said, my dad was in the seminary. So your dad, he goes, yeah, for a year or two. 
but he left and he got married. I said, well, don't say anything. This is your day. Well, the very next day we had a party at their mansion. Did I say they were wealthy? Yes, I think I said that. Um, we had a party and the father of the groom pulled me aside, the ex-seminarian, pulled me aside and said, I heard that you got accepted to the seminary. I said, yes. And then I said, I heard you were in a seminary. And he said, yes, I was. And then he said, if I could live my life again, I would go back. And after about 10 seconds of shock, I said, sir, you have everything. Literally, you have everything. A beautiful family, a beautiful wife, a successful business. And he cracked and got a little misty and said, if I could live my life again, I would go back. And I remember that God had given him options and that he was always very kind to me. But I didn't want to spend my life like that, saying, I wish I could go back. Because we can do a better job, I think, of encouraging people to priesthood and religious life. Like I said, my family was very encouraging. They were very encouraging. But some of them weren't all that encouraging. Even, well, I know this is being recorded, so I'm going to watch what I say. I got family members watching. But my grandmother even said, Johnny, they're going to send you to China. No, Grandma, they're not going to send me to China. But, but even as parents, to pray for your own children, we can be either be encouraging, get out of the way, or courageous. Right back there at that baptismal font, sometimes when priests baptize babies, we kind of tell a joke. We'll say, if the baby doesn't cry during the baptism, we'll say, oh, they might be a priest or a nun. And if they do cry, we'll say, oh, they're destined for the perils of married life. <laughs> but one time, I baptized a little boy, and we put him right under the water, and he didn't cry at all. And I made that joke, I made the crack, oh, look, he might be a priest. And nobody left. <laughs> and the, mother, the father looked at me and goes, don't say that. Where does that come from? What do you mean? Like I said, we can do a better job. So this week is called Call by Name, and it involves you. So at the back, there's these little baskets with these cards. And they're in English and Spanish. And what we'd ask you to do, if you know somebody, who you think might make a good priest or a good nun, just put their name and contact information. And then you, you know, put a little stamp, put a little stamp on it, and it goes to the diocese. It doesn't go to the person, it goes to the diocese. And then they will contact the person you recommended. They will call them. Now, when those calls start, they may say, can I have more options? Can you call back later, leave a message, or I'm not interested right now? You know, as a side thing, when I get scam calls, I sometimes answer them and say, you know, are you Catholic? You know, lying's a sin and hell is forever. You might try that. Um, those are people too somewhere, you know, who, who knows. Um, but when the diocese calls them, then it is out of your hands. Then you've done the best that you can. 
And maybe, maybe they might plant a seed that someone God continues to call. He continues to call. And the question is, do we ask him to just leave a message, call back later? Sometimes I think we just want to know what our other options are. But he continues to call anyway. He continues to call anyway. So boys, why don't you come over here and sit. This is about a six-minute video. I think it's very well done. It's done in this diocese. And I know these two people. It's Father Enrique and this little sister here. They're from our diocese. Um, and go ahead and hit it. You've been listening to Fide in Catholica, the Sunday homily with Father John Gazzaldo, pastor at St. Luke Catholic Church, Temple, Texas. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast in whichever podcast platform you're using so that you can be notified when new episodes are released.